Warning, Geesebumps is a comedy podcast based on the works of R.L. Stein. Any similarity to an actual literature podcast is coincidental and unintentional. They're alive. Jody loves visiting her grandparents' farm. Okay, so it's not the most exciting place in the world. Still, Grandpa tells great scary stories, and Grandma's chocolate chip pancakes are the best. But this summer, the farm has really changed. The cornfields are sparse. Grandma and Grandpa seem worn out, and the single scarecrow has been replaced by twelve evil-looking ones. Then one night, Jody sees something really odd. The scarecrows seem to be moving, twitching on their stakes, coming alive. Coming to a theater near you. Or just coming. to Geesebumps, a Did You Mean Goosebumps podcast. My name is Danielle, and I have a PhD. My name is Jojo, and I am a tax-paying adult man. <laughs> With a PhD. <laughs> With a PhD, With a yes, PhD. but I'm... It's, shut up, Jeff, you go. <laughs> <laughs> we have to differentiate you, because I am also... My name is Jeff, and I am also a tax-paying adult man without a PhD. Without a PhD. No doctorate to speak of. No, none whatsoever. Although I did look in some files recently. I found my high school diploma... Oh, and my uh, AA certificate from San Joaquin Junior College. In case I ever need to show either of those things to anybody, I thought that was anonymous, Jeff. <laughs> I don't know if I will ever have to show those things to anybody in my entire life. Most people just agree that you have them. Exactly, if you say you have them. I'm yeah. not going to have to show my PhD to anyone. I, I've never like because we. I work for a company, and my job is to hire people. So I look at resumes, and I'm looking for people who have master's degrees sometimes or bachelor's degrees. Never in my entire life have I or anybody else ever been like, "Prove it." Nope. Show me it. Nope. I've never been like, "Hey, prove to me that you didn't graduate from college." <laughs> right. Open up that wallet, unfold that diploma you've got in there, fold it 18 ways over. Let me see it. There yeah. we go. No, just start saying you're from Harvard. Don't tell them I said t- to do that. But- Harvard, Louisiana. That's where I graduated from. So, Danielle, earlier before the show started, JoJo prompted you to say a particular thing. Do you remember what that thing was? I didn't prompt her to say it. She said it herself. Danielle, JoJo had forced you. He said, look, I have a gun to your head. You're gonna- you said this thing right now. I liked it. You're gonna say- I couldn't even hear you guys. <laughs> My equipment was broken. I don't know what you're talking about. Stop lying. <laughs> Danielle had a better idea for a name for our show at this point. Geese Grumps. Geese Grumps. Yeah, Geese Grumps works a lot because we're not happy with... Or we could have just done Goose Grumps, you know, if we take it to yeah. that level. Yeah, Goose yeah. Grumps would have been good. Geese Geese Grumps. Goose, I think Goose Grumps would have been... Goose Grumps is more applicable now because a year ago... We didn't know that we didn't like these. Yeah, we didn't... We didn't know that we were going to... We we saw R.L. Stein as some sort of Jesus-like savior of children's literature. And now I see him to be some sort of... If... It's some sort of homunculus draining the life from us. <laughs> if any, if anything, I think what we have learned over a year's worth of Geese Bumps is that 
it was fun being a kid who read. It wasn't so fun what you read because what you read wasn't very good. What you read was and, garbage. And reading it now makes me realize how dumb I was. Right? Yeah. Well, like, oh, I was such a dumb little fucking idiot. I didn't know a lot of kids. I was the kid who read. I was the one who knocked. I was the smart one. And I was the kid who read in all my classes for enjoyment. I never knew anybody else who read. So like, it, it, yeah, so reading anything, you were like... You were a god. You were no, you were beat up. But I mean, <laughs> but it gave you something to do other than be bad at basketball every yeah. day. Yeah, exactly. It gave me an identity. Reading it gives gave me an identity. Kids an identity. Yeah, yeah. It gives indoor kid. I don't want to just be indoor kid. I want to be indoor kid with That's a vocabulary. Great. That's right. Yeah. I want to be indoor kid that reads Goosebumps and eventually erotic vampire novels. Oh, that's what you graduate from, huh? It's you go. It's a straight line from Goosebumps to Creepy Pasta to Vampire Diaries. Yeah, that is that is not wrong. The, uh, the, the thing that I've discovered, well, let's talk about one thing we've learned about goosebumps in the, in the year that we've, this is, this is a year, right? It's been about is a this year, year? Yeah. We, at this, at this time last year, we were recording our first few episodes. Yep. They released right. on September 1st. They did. Wow. Time at least, flew. At least staying out of the basement was decent. I mean, we think so it was Daniel, was decent. but if we went back and reread those books now with, 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 without the rose tinted glasses that we were so <laughs> fond of back in 2020, a year that for all intents and purposes was great, right? Let's talk, just say that the only, the only bad thing about 2020 was finding out that Goosebumps books weren't as good as you'd remember. Can yes. we just agree that that's the one yes. bad thing about 2020? That was the most disappointing <laughs> thing in 2020 is learning that R.L. Stein. Is not the R.L. Stein you think. I think yeah. the I think the hardest part. I think the most shocking thing, reading a year's worth of Goosebumps stuff, mm. and not just reading Goosebumps books, but like other R.L. Stein here. related yeah. stuff. Yeah, like which reading, by the way we've given up on because it hurts us. Yeah, <laughs> uh, is that my? I guess the problem I have, and it, I guess it wouldn't be as bad over the last year getting deep into the weeds of R.L. Stein, is if there were any consistency. Yeah. to the books that were released. It's yeah. it's like reading a different author every, every other week. It is so wildly uneven. It's it's so you can't catch your breath. You're like trying it's like a it's like a, a, a what's like a triathlon. You're like on the bike for a minute and then you're getting, you and know. And they're like now it's time to swim and you're like wait, what? Now it's now you're a bee. But I was on the what? <laughs> but I was what? <laughs> I like I I think the thing that's troubling is it's like I, I think we're not reading these the way that they're supposed to be read, if I'm being completely honest, and that might be part of joy. it. Yeah. Well, no, well, that, but I think like, and, and maybe this is weird, but I, I feel like the length of a chapter of Goosebumps, if you're a child, it's, it's meant to be read over the course of like the 15, 20 minutes your teacher gave Right. Uh, for like you to read your own book. Like, read yeah. a chapter and you're like, okay, I read a paragraph, done. Or you're supposed to read like Boom. a chapter a night before bed or something. Yeah. I I would say also the, probably the issue that we have with goosebumps the one, as we are reading it is that we all wait until the last day to to completely especially I wait and usually till like the Thursday because we record on Saturday I usually Thursday I try and get like at least half of the book down and then Friday I like to finish it up like sometimes Danielle I'll read it out loud for us both so we'll both kind of be going through it which makes it more fun and I know Jojo usually you read it the morning of. <laughs> Well, that's going to change going forward for a couple of reasons. 
for two specific reasons I take every morning. Yeah. So I think part of it is that because of our, our, our lives is that we're not reading these at a leisurely pace. We're reading them at a resentful. We're reading them as like a, like a, like homework basically now. So basically what we're supposed to do is get to the end of the chapter, set it down and go, man, how am I going to get through the rest of history or whatever? Now, knowing that some scarecrows are around. Oh, pre-algebra is really hard. If we were doing this the right way, all three of us, we'd be meeting up at the water cooler in grade school every day talking about the chapter we read the previous night. Makes sense. You love the idea. I've said this before. You love the idea of yes, the series. Yes, I still love the idea. You of love the love. idea of a pulpy, like, scary series of yes. books for children. It seems yes. dangerous. Yeah. But so then you read it and you're like, this is just really hard on me. This is really straining patience. This is really tough. There's just a lot of, and I, I guess, <laughs> this, is, this is rail on Arlstein and Goosebumps. Do it. I guess it's just like, as as we've gone on, they just feel lazily written. Yes. And, and knowing that as a kid, I read a lot. And as an adult, we look at them with a different you know, perspective, but like I, but as an adult, we can also tell when another adult was like phoning it in mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. making a lot of, yeah that seems right here's okay here's what i'll say to 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 give him back as much love as 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 he's given me over the years is (laughs) we're about to tear this book apart (laughs) y'all we're really not happy with this one in particular um he's he is a working writer he is like a thousand percent i give him credit for that like i wish i had first he's like a car mechanic but with ideas yeah but like he's like a car mechanic who fixes everyone's car in town overnight. But you know what? Who's laughing all all the way to the bank? Yeah, fucking R.L. Stein fucking is like R.L. Stein. Him and his grandchildren and his great grandchildren and his great great grandchildren are fucking set for life. So look, the point is, we read the Scarecrow Stocks at midnight, and we can't keep putting off talking about the book anymore. Okay, and we're gonna get to that right now. <laughs> okay, can I also um, just uh, I wanted to make a shout out to a rising gamer. Oh yeah, uh, as the as the genius behind Geese Grumps. Oh. I wish I could claim that I had thought of it myself, but I did not. Did they know that they send this to you or did you just like yeah, see yeah, that no. they said this and they just took it? No, on their stream, we were chatting. Yeah. A rising gamer watches Daniel play Dead by Daylight quite a bit and they play together sometimes. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. He also listens to a lot of our podcasts. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. thank you, rising gamer. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hope you, hope you, they, hope you enjoy them. <laughs> so on to... The synopsis. So, uh, so Jeff, if you would like to do the synopsis of Goosebumps number 20, The Scarecrow, Walks at Midnight. And I was so sure it was Stocks at Midnight that when I saw it was Walks, I thought I had gaslit myself. But right. It should be Stocks. Why is it not Stocks? Yeah, because Stocks. I call yeah, it Stocks. exactly. Stocks We're all on the same and page it's here. it's got the alliteration. Yeah. We all see it's it. Obvious. We all hear it. Also, I, I got to say, again, uh, title of the book, The Scarecrow, Walks at Midnight. Not a necessarily an aggressive title. <laughs> No. The, the Scarecrow the takes a stroll. Are we still sticking with the statement that the R.L. Stein books where the titles or phrases are typically the worst ones? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think we can stay, stand by that, especially because the Scarecrow Walks at Midnight would have been nice if it like maybe had just been dropped once. 
but it's mm. dropped like 500 times. Yeah, they continually, yes. they, this, the scarecrow, it's walking. What time is it? Right? It's oh. midnight. Oh, ah. midnight. Oh, look at that. It was only midnight like twice. Yeah, they were only out. No, they were only out at night like, yeah, like at the beginning. And anyways, also, I'll. So, Jeff, I'm yeah. going to let you have two minutes to go over all of the many important, interesting <laughs> things that happened Sorry, let me let me rephrase that. I'm gonna give you ten seconds to go yeah. over all of the important, interesting <laughs> things in uh, the Starcrow stocks, and then a minute and fifty seconds to go over other stuff yeah. that just happened to be in here, kind of because by accident. Um, yes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Go. All right. Uh, Scarecrow walks at midnight. Uh, Jody and Mark are two chillins. They go to visit their grandparents. They do it once a year. The grandparents live on a farm in a very small town. It's Grandpa Kurt and Grandma Miriam. And the kids are excited to go out and experience all the, the stuff that you experience when you hang out with your grandparents, like getting breakfast made every morning, pies, uh, hanging out with Grandpa and spooky stories. But when they get there, they're picked up by Stanley, who is, for all intents and purposes, in a this A problematic book, depiction of... A, an intellectually disabled man who has lived on the grandparents' farm and is their farmhand for the last 20 years with his son, who they call Sticks. And I forget what the son's real name is, but anyways... I don't know if he has a real name. They get to the farm. It turns out things are kind of weird there. Grandparents are acting funky. They don't want to make pancakes for the kids. Uh, Stanley, the, uh, the farmhand, keeps saying the scarecrow walks at midnight. He read it in a book. He says he has a superstition book where uh, he keeps reading it at odd times and keeps saying weird shit based on the book. Uh, the kids are hanging around. She, uh, Jody thinks she sees a scarecrow moving around at night when she's looking out her window. Uh, it's a lot of like, oh, there's a scarecrow. Oh, it's not a scarecrow. Oh, the scarecrow moved. Oh, the scarecrow didn't move. Ah. Yeah. Uh, it turns out we get to the end of the book and the... <laughs> The, the action happened the previous week. The week prior to the kids coming in, apparently Stanley used a superstition book to bring all the scarecrows to life. And all the good shit happened before we got to the book. And uh, and then he turned them off, but then he basically is keeping the grandparents um, hostage, technically, and making them do all the things that he wants, like eating cornflakes for breakfast instead of pancakes. Uh, or otherwise, he would raise the scarecrows Cherry again. Cherry pie instead of apple pie. And then the, the scarecrows are raised again um, by Stanley and then the kids burn them and it's the end of the story except for there is a big bear, a stuffed bear in the living room that Stanley brings to life at the end which effectively murders, assumedly, the main character, Jody. The end. That's all there is. That's literally the entire that's book. It. That's, that's the time. That's literally everything that happens in the book. Everything in the middle is inconsequential. It's just these, it's six characters in this book. That's all there is. And, and... Well, Jeff. To be fair, it's all they need. No, that, that's the thing. Is I'm I. They, they, there was no. There was no fat on this book. There was also no meat on this book. Who likes this book? I. I'm not. It's not. I don't. <laughs> uh huh. I. <laughs> yes or a no. <laughs> go on. Go on. I would like you it recommend better, it? I like it better than some of the other ones. I okay. think. Okay. Would you Would you recommend it? Relative to Goosebumps? No, no. That, that would you recommend this flat book out. to a hu to a human being? Because if we're because it's not like you need to have read the first nineteen yeah. to get this one. If, if someone was like, "I want to read a Goosebumps book," which is this where you'd start? Should I should I read the Scarecrow Walks at Midnight? Yes if or they no? They were nine, probably. Yeah. I, for a child, this book is easy peasy lemon squeezy. Yes, a thousand and it's percent. not too scary, so they're not gonna like pee their pants. Or yeah. You know, but for but for somebody of a discerning taste like us, adults yes. that read children's books, adults reading <laughs> uh, children's literature, I wouldn't I wouldn't want my kid to read this because I don't like what it shows them. 
It's bad. Yeah, like I would say, yeah, actually, that's a good take because this. So this book has like, in terms of, uh, in terms of what I would argue is theming of this of this book, it's about it. Okay, it's not about anything, and <laughs> that's why it's Beg bad. Beg to differ. Danielle, shut up. It's about <laughs> nothing, and that's why it's bad. Uh, it wants to be about like. It wants to be about belief. That's what it wants to be about. Oh. It's not about that. Belief but it like wants religious be. belief or belief yes. in okay, okay. Okay. Because the whole the whole crux of this so this is the thing, right? The plot of this book is Jody and Mark, city slickers. Yes. City boys. They come to this uh this podunk. rural location, mm-hmm. the Podunk town Fucking where field of dreams they have ass. this this um, simple man yeah. who is pretty on the nose meant to be like a caricature of possibly someone who's who's uh, intellectually disabled, yeah. but also could just be like an idiot. No, I was getting big of Mice and Men vibes. Yeah, I, I, R.L. Stein takes every effort to tell you in as many ways as possible without distinctly telling you. Yes, that, which is that, part that, of what makes this book fascinating. That, that Stanley it's, is an intellectually disabled yes. man. There's a, there's a, there's a, there, there is, there is that, but you also got to remember that in terms of like point of view, whether he is or not is irrelevant. This is what Jody and her brother see him as. And it doesn't matter if it's true or not. What I'm what what I'm saying here is like even if even if he is supposed to be canonically intellectually disabled, that doesn't help this book in any way. Oh, no. So I'm it going to help. Err, no. I'm going to err on the side that I don't think R.L. Stein was intentionally trying to do something stupid and offensive. Well, this is the kind of coded language, the first thing that we get that's coded uh, developmental disability is uh, in chapter one when they're introducing Stanley and it's like, Stanley isn't very smart. Grandpa Kurt always says that Stanley isn't working with a full 100 watts. <laughs> thanks, mm-hmm. thanks, Grandpa Kurt for that. Thanks, <laughs> Grandpa. But, but okay, so like here's the, here's the thing, right? That could mean a couple of things. It could mean... That he is, he has a disability. It could also mean he's like Kim level. <laughs> <laughs> it could mean one of those. Th- it doesn't. But my point is, it doesn't matter. Right. The the thing is, is like that. The reason why it's important that he is coded as such in the context of the story is the kids are coming to this weird town. Oh. There's all he has a book of superstitions, which yep. that's a that's how fucking lazy do you have to be, right? I I have all of I could name my superstition book anything <laughs> I wanted. I could call it I could call it the Zeklanar Codex, yes, yes. right? This is the great time. But I call it mis- the superstition book, and they don't even describe it. No. They just say it's a big book. It's a, the, the Lord of the Corn Gods Bible. It's it is uh, in this story, as, as I mentioned in the synopsis. There, the the thing is that there is a book with essentially magic that only Stanley gets to look at and use. Yes. Yeah. 
It's 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 like a farmer's almanac <laughs> for Stanley with with real like with like farm wisdom, very specific but also, things yes. in it. Specifically, with also, with also farm witchcraft yeah. as wisdom well. That's been lost to time. Rainfall you know. was really bad twenty years ago. This time, also, if you want to raise the the the, the corn the, gods, the cornmen, <laughs> and so so that's and that's also important. So it's like here's this bumpkin with their little prayer book but yeah. i'm from the i'm from the big city yeah where we got cars i got an ipod and a game boy i got it, that they make a careful note to say that like what did they bring a cassette player with a bunch of cassettes yes and a game boy. that was so They're good bringing technology it's funny so, because in the uh in the the kindle version that i read he brought a he brought an ipod <laughs> And oh, oh no, fuck off. He, brought, he brought an no. iPod and a Game Boy with 20 games. This motherfucker brought his Walkman, about 30 tapes, comic books, and his Game Boy. They updated iPod, but they left Game Boy. Yeah, they left Game Boy. They didn't even say SP. They could say Game Boy SP. That's, when did the DS come out? Anyway. Uh, the DS was like 2004. But um, oh, but so anyways, weird. yeah, that was just again. Uh, occasionally, in these books between the the original and the new Kindle versions, they update the weirdest. Yeah, they update weird stuff. Yeah. The the theme is basically she Jody has come. This is what the theme sh- wants to be. Jody is this. And Mark, to a lesser extent, but mainly Jody, has come to this place. She kind of looks down on not the situation, but specifically the representative of people of a rural area, which is uh, Stanley. And she sees that and she goes like, oh, what he's talking about is nonsense. He's stupid. Everything that he's involved with is is idiotic. There's nothing good about him. And he's dumb. Unlike me from the city who's smart. So yeah. in the course of the story, what we would come to find out is she would learn to respect that there is something, there is like a complex system of power out in the woods or out in the rural area that is similar yet different to the kind of experiences she would have in the city. But the problem is that doesn't that happen. doesn't happen. You're, you're, Jojo, you are describing some other book that I have not read. I'm just, yeah, this is what I mean. But all the bones, but this is the thing, all the bones are there because there's so many times where there's so many times where she's kind of like dealing with, not dealing with, but like she sees something and her immediate reaction is, this is a, as a scarecrow. This is the book, by the way. It's a scarecrow. Chapter yeah. ends. Chapter starts. It's not a scarecrow. I know I said it was a scarecrow, but here <laughs> we are. But it wasn't. It wasn't a scarecrow. Okay. My counterpoint. I think that the theme is the untenable nature of servitude. Because the very clear hierarchy of the farm, where you've got like this sort of this really insidious undertone of like the grandparents seem like they might be bullied, maybe bullied Stanley, or maybe we're just kind of shitty in general. And he's like, not going to take it anymore. I'm not going to take it. No, I'm not going to take it. And then, but then he tries to commandeer scarecrows to make them similarly subject to his will in the way that he was subject to the grandparents. And they fight back. And they're like, no, fuck you. Fuck you. We're made of straw, bitch. So we can't do shit for you except walk around. Okay. So I can see both of your points. And that's the thing that kind of, when I was reading it as Danielle's point came into head, I'm just like, all right, like he's trying to like usurp power back. Yeah. Because 
they gave him a bad example and now he's well if if that is the theme I don't know if it's a theme. That's just like a thing that like it's a part of the story. Well, no, what I'm saying is then the ultimate lesson is (laughs) don't aspire to escape your station. Yep. Which is a profoundly negative theme. But don't you think that's what most of Goosebumps is about? Stay in your fucking lane. No. If if we didn't do any of this stuff we did in the Goosebumps book, we'd be fine. Exactly. If I didn't try to become a bee. God damn it. If I didn't try to fucking fuck with my neighbor. If I didn't try to be a bee. (laughs) Oh shit. I'll remember that. That's that's really applicable to daily life. Yeah. Oh huh, guys. Yep. If I just don't be a if bee. If you just today, don't fucking try to be a bee. You can make the argument for I don't know why I'm even bothering to do this, but you could make the argument for why I'm afraid of bees that the real whatever fucking his name was. It was something Jerpic. stupid. It was Jerpic. like Jerpic. Yeah. Jerpic's adventures in, in B Town. Um, <laughs> the I lesson like there point. the lesson there is you can't your life doesn't get better by abandoning it. That could you can yes. argue that that's the lesson in that. You can say like um in in a Ah, oh, Jesus. What's another fucking bad goosebump uh, book that uh, almost had a theme? The bad one or great one? Because I was going to say like... Any, uh, like another one. What's another one? <laughs> Just any of them. Uh, deep deep Trouble. Uh, deep deep Trouble, you could you could make the argument that like uh, that's, that's a story about like sticking to your convictions for like what's right as opposed to like selling out, which is what that book is about. Mm. Although sticking to his convictions gets everyone in trouble. Yeah. The fact that he even interacted with that <laughs> mermaid. But, you got, but that's bad. the, but that's the point, Danielle, like it did get everybody in trouble, but it was right for him to do that. This, the lesson here is simple man, bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying is like, this book that's all we be, can take from this it could be so interesting if it were in the hands of a more competent writer <laughs> because it could explore those themes but it doesn't because it's like those that's got the bones though it's got, it's the, got bones. the bones and i think we were but... saying danielle and i is that like i think it's he seems afraid to want to vilify stanley too much yes because he knows he's walking uh on thin ice there but like and to kind of, so <laughs> I don't have a lot for this book. Not a lot happens except for the kind of the end, really. The end is when anything happens. But like what you find out in this book is the current situation, the whole book itself is the kids getting there and things are already weird because all the crazy stuff happened last week. Yeah, um, right. All the good <laughs> stuff happened so, before. Talk about world building. <laughs> it is, there is, how, long, how long does it take to become an evil sorcerer overlord and turn... Uh, two people to your unwilling servants. I could probably bang that out in five days. Yeah, I got, yeah, but not on Sunday. Right. I gotta go pick up these fucking kids from the bus station. Yeah, um, it is. It is the the strangest thing because the issue being is that there's. It, I read this book read very quickly because it feels like it. There needed to be more examples of either Stanley being actually bad um, yes. because he wasn't bad. Uh, but then the things they explain as to why he did this stuff originally sounds like he was ch- trying to get back at the grandparents who seemed bad. Yeah. Let's take a second. Let's get in. Let's get into this. Okay. This, is, okay. this is what I like to call Joe's lesson in character motivation. Oh, dear God. An important lesson. I'll so be back in five minutes. What, guys. what is uh, what is Jody's motivation in this story? I what is she trying to achieve? She's, she wants her fucking apple pie and chocolate chip pancakes. She's well, she's trying to well, for most of the story. She's trying to suss out uh, sticks and trying to like scare sticks. Because she thinks Sticks is the reason for uh, 
the scarecrow shenanigans. She wants to, yeah, she wants to find out what's really what's really going on. Okay, Ooh, but is there scarecrows? What's what's Sticks's motivation? What's Sticks's motivation? Is it keeping st- pancakes? No, his his motivation is to keep shit under wraps. Uh, oh, st- oh, he's protecting his dad. Sticks. It seems like. Yeah. No. no, that's wrong. Um, Sticks's motivation is to scare away Jody and Mark. He says he wants them to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Because because then you'll the, it, there's a potential that outsiders will like make everything go bad again. Right, and it's also just like everybody wants the others around them to do what they want. Like that's their various conflicting interests. I want pancakes. Grandma, make me pancakes. Uncle, Grandma's like, no. Uncle, Grandpa, read me a story. No. There's no such thing as stories. Stanley's like, fucking rise up, my, is... my, my children. Also, this, this book kind of touches on like, is it just the onset of age and dementia? <laughs> like, I also yeah, thought that's that kind that of hard to fight that one because they all do, they made it very clear like they seem a lot older. Yeah, yeah, no, it, there's a very there's a like a, a tinge of nostalgia there of like yeah. the sadness of getting older. And like the, the kids, that, the kids, you can never so, go back to grandma and grandpa's again. After you never right. go home again. Yeah. yeah. So so that's so sticks is get wants everyone out. What is what is uh. What does Stanley actually want? Stanley, An army of scarecrows. Stanley, no, he just wants his cornflakes no, and his cherry pie. He does. He just yeah, wants he, to be treated with respect. When we get to Stanley, he's already he's already gotten his goal, so he really has no motivation. And this is why he's a bad villain. Can yes. I just say? Yeah. He's a terrible villain because he has literally no. Like when we get to this book, does, he has won. His arc already happened right. in a previous. He's story. already. We're already done. So so real. And, and let me be also very clear. He he makes he makes no active he takes no active role in trying to thwart Jody no. from finding out fuck all. No. He does not give a shit. And that's why this book is bad. Because there's no like there's nothing really stopping Jody from success other than it can't happen until page 120. Yeah. It's awful. It's imagine this book is imagine watching Avengers Endgame and you didn't watch any you didn't watch Infinity War, you didn't watch anything before. This is the this is the epi, this is the <laughs> the epilogue. If, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> this is a story of two kids coming to town fucking up one guy's really great work situation. Yeah, That's what this story finally is. Finally had a good sitch. And also weirdly enough, so this is the thing I just kind of realized, it's only really the things that apparently like are bad, like so Stanley is like I don't want you the grandparents to do things that I don't like. Yes. The things that he doesn't doesn't like are only things related to the kids. Or so, at least those are the things that they notice. That they notice, but like the things is like he doesn't want pancakes, he wants cornflakes, which I'm like, "Hey, let's work for grandma." He doesn't want apple pie. He wants cherry pie. And the rest is he's still working on the fucking farm. Yeah. So really the kids are the only like grandma. And so grandpa. He did, like he didn't even want that. <laughs> like this is this is why this sucks is because it's like it's 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 unassailable what people are trying to achieve in it. Yeah. 
And and it would have been more interesting if they got to the farm and instead of grandma and grandpa being in charge of it, Stanley's in charge exactly. of it. Exactly. That would but have been was, a starting point. He was afraid to commit. Well, if, if, it, if it was like, if it was Kurt who picked him up, I thought Stanley was going to get us. Yeah. Oh, that old Stanley. He's been working so hard. And then when they go and find Stanley, he's like, he's lounging on like a thing with yep. like, with a hammock, with like a, a thing. And they would, they would, they, and, and Miriam would be serving him sarsaparillas mm. and he would always be reading from his farmer's almanac That's that he right. found in the old See, barn. Strangely has a giant eye on the cover that blinks. It has a giant eye. And you don't need Stanley to have an assumedly intellectual disability no, to be that character. No, just be a dude. No, you absolutely don't. He could just be a monster. He could just be an insidious guy who's worked for them, who's hated them for years. Yeah, and like, I mean, and that's the thing is it could be interesting because like maybe grandma and grandpa were shitty. Yeah. Maybe they weren't like Stanley's been like doing their work for them for gener generations for 20 it was 20 plus years or 500 years and then these grandkids show up and they get all the shit like oh look oh so and so oh they're so cute maybe he oh, tried to maybe stanley tried to stop him from coming this year maybe that's like a starting off point where they're arriving and it's like well we yeah why did grandma and grandpa not want us to come this year well i don't know i don't know i don't know i got no idea things that could have happened yes there's so much that could things have. that you would expect <laughs> in a book about scarecrows walking around which the scarecrows also so i mean so i guess we, we usually even go like beginning middle and end there we there's we kind of don't i don't know how we're gonna approach well, this one I, I have do you have a, do you have something danielle i have things to talk about okay yeah specific sections i do that would be good we usually use those when we make one of these episodes what do you have danielle okay so um and how much of it is sexual in nature just this first one <laughs> uh, there is a weird moment where like I was really fascinated by Stanley's characterization because there was the the like he's not the brightest bulb in the jacket or whatever, mm. and then uh, that's the expression, huh? Yeah, that's the expression. <laughs> yes, and the, <laughs> then they have this weird like moment where, he, like, a lot of the shit that Stanley says in the beginning is legitimately kind of entertaining. Like, if you thought of him as having just a super dry wit. Um, it's the guy who says what's on his mind. But there's like, uh, Jody's like uh, talking to him, and he's like, "What I chapter? Like the dictionary, Jody. This is page three. Page three. I like the dictionary. You don't have to adopt his his inflection. <laughs> I like the dictionary, there we Jody. Go. That's better. Sometimes I read it for hours, and that went all across Britain, um, which is like. He, he reads the dictionary for hours, which to me is like, I, I've read plenty of books growing up where like the heroine or the smart kid is like the one who reads the dictionary because that's how fucking smart they are. I'm wondering. Is he a secret genius? Is he a secret genius? A secret I think genius. Stan has been working a grift. <laughs> I think Holy he, shit, this yeah, book has got good. I think he knows what's up. And he's just playing like he doesn't know. Because he's like, oh, these old people are going to die real soon. I'm going to take all their shit. <laughs> I'm going to point out, uh, there's something on page, uh, chapter three, page 13. Is it soup? Thought, because there's soup. Is there soup that happens in yes. this? Yes. Is there soup in this one? Yes. What, what chapter is that? This is chapter two. I'll stop two. my thought until I find out where the soup is. This where is chapter is two. And this is, is where they're talking to the grandparents 
And to, uh, uh, there's a sour milk. Let's go in. I bet you're starving, Grandma Miriam said. I made soup and oh, sandwiches. Oh, there, it is. there we go. Yep, there there we it go. is. There we're it is, right. baby. Okay, continue. Got it. Okay, sorry. No, that's great. No, okay, yeah. Every ep- everyone, there's, there's got to be a be little soup. soup in there. Yep. Was there another thing? Body shaming. Did we get that? Miri- they, someone fatness? They described was- Grandma Miriam that same page as fat. A- you got it. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Short and chubby. Um, yeah, perfect. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is chapter three, page 13. Okay. Uh, they they found a corn a, a cob a cob of corn in a field of corn, which is odd. In a field of corn, <laughs> which is I mean, when you hear that and you hear about where they found it, you're like, well, how's it? How possible? did that even happen? I don't understand. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, a few seconds later, he pulled away the husk, revealing the ear of corn inside. I guess we're talking about Stanley. I stared at it and let out a horrified cry. Oh, it's disgusting! I shrieked. Gross! I heard Mark groan. The corn was disgusting brown color, and it was moving on the cob, wriggling and squirming. Stanley raises the corn to his face to examine it because apparently <laughs> you gotta look. That's how close. eyes. That's how eyes. That's do. how eyes work. And I realized it was covered with worms, worms? hundreds of wriggling brown worms. worms. N- no, Stanley cried in horror. <laughs> Which is a an incredible reaction. That's bad luck. Book says so that's very bad luck. I stared down at the ear corn. The worms were wriggling off the cob into the dirt. As uh, they do. We're free. We're free. We're done. We're done. And this is this is how they realize that like this is an important this is this is an important part for a couple of reasons. One, it wastes our time. <laughs> Two, <laughs> it informs us. This is what clues us in that's that's the dynamic of Stanley and Jody, where she's like, Stan, it's fine. Stan boy. It's, I'm just I was surprised. And he was like, No, actually though, it's magic. Because I read it in my book. Shut your fucking mouth because superstition book. And then, and then they call it. And he goes on to say, uh, my book, Stanley replied mysteriously. Yep. There <laughs> okay. Well, now hold on. This is the mysterious thing you replied. My superstition book. Which as far as words to say. Now, <sighs> let me. Now, here's what's important. And this is what's really, really important here. This better be important. Stanley is a wizard. <laughs> In Dude, this book, he, yes, Stanley is an is. actual legitimate. He he is a he has animate object, yeah, prepared with the materials. Now he calls a superstition is something that people think is true, <laughs> yeah. but isn't. It's not a superstition book. What is it, Joe? That's the name of Stanley's um, magic book. book. Right. Wizard! But that they had to give it a goofy name because that because Stanley doesn't know what spell book means or Matt. Yeah, because he dumb dumb. What I, what's what is this? It's my stup- it's my superstition book. It's my super it's my superstition book filled with bullshit. <laughs> it's it the 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 very idea that he would call it a superstition book is nons- is nonsense because. The very nature of that. Ex- and also, he knows what superstition means. You know how we know he knows that? Because he reads the dictionary. So he reads the dictionary. He knows what superstition is. He knows a superstition isn't true. So he's literally saying, in this book full of absolute bullshit, mm-hmm. it says this is bad luck. Yep. 
So it's bad luck. But also like the fact that the only person who can like handle or, or comprehend this book has to be Stanley, the, the one who's allegedly dumb. Well, we, we don't know that because they don't explain the book where it came from. We don't know why no one has just taken the book away no from Stanley. No on one knows book. where it came from, Nothing. where it go. No. Where did it come from, spooky book, Joe? There isn't yeah. even like a line where Uncle uh, Grandpa Kurt's like, Stanley picked this book up at the, the dollar store the other day and he hasn't nope. let us, he won't let anyone else touch it. Yes, the ghost thrift store opened ah. for just one day and the guy who runs it was in Friday the 13th of the series and he brought along a bookcase and boy, oh boy, did Stanley love what it had to offer. This is But also Stanley said at the beginning that he couldn't even read most of the book. Yes, he does say that, which I'm like, but you read the dictionary. <laughs> I think the oh. dictionary thing was just a, a funny joke he was a saying. A red herring, as yeah. it were. <sighs> It threw us off. It sure did. But this 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 book is the the linchpin to everything happening. Yet there is no information given to it. Nope. Where it came from? Why he has it? Why he like all the things that could be interesting? Yeah, Nothing. I want to know the history of this book. Me too. Now and now, and and what also makes it more infuriating is they they make Stanley they go out of their way to say Stanley isn't very bright, which would mean like if he was real, if they had coded him as like really sleazy mm -hmm. and really smart, mm -hmm. they'd be like, oh, it's just this book of superstitions. But then it actually yes. is true. It is when a Stanley book. says it, it's like. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. You would not say that. No. Well, and also, the, again, uh, for the kids, them coming into the, the scenario and he's like, it's my superstition book. Uh, sure. Everyone else knows the book is magic. Yeah. Everyone else is like, yeah, that's the way that he brings the scarecrow stuff. Yeah. This is, it's not like a, oh, Stanley's book. It's like, no, literally like everyone else knows that Everyone's last week he, he brought scarecrows to life with the book. Yep. And they're not in any hurry to take the book away or investigate the book or fuck even talk to Stanley about it. Yeah, or even be like, hey, Stan, let me just stand my dude. Hey, can we have a little powwow? Let me, let me, let me, let's do a little reading. Let's, let's start a podcast where we read your, we read your superstition book. We talk about it. Yeah, we, where we're the age inappropriate audience for your superstition book, but we'll read it anyway. Yeah. I just like that I, you said it earlier and I was like, it should have been some sort of like fucked up farmer's almanac yeah right that would be so awesome with some magic shit but yes. also had but like no one knew that it was like a mystical book that allowed the corn to come to life or whatever only stanley only stanley because it just appears to be a regular old farmer's almanac but no he pulls it out like a fucking tomb every single time or tome oh. every single time he pulls it out like a tomb he pulls it out like a tomb the is there i i is there anything that either of you have from like any part between beginning to end of the book <laughs> <laughs> There's a part where they're walking around the barn because they're going to go fishing. <laughs> but it's not, like, interesting. I would love to hear about this this barn part. Me too. Take us okay. to the barn. Yeah, take uh, you to the take barn. Take you to the barn. Take you to the barn. Okay, hang on. So this is, this is page, chapter 7, uh, page 33. Okay. <clears throat> Stanley took us fishing later that morning. As we started off for the creek, he seemed in a really cheerful mood. So he's going to take the kids fishing. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, sounds like a nice time to be honest. He, and he also said, like, you guys, he's he wouldn't let Mark and me carry anything. No, also he's very, very nice. nice. He carried all their stuff in from the train station too. Mm -hmm. He and then he 
Stanley turned just past the barn. This is page 33. Stanley turned just past the barn and began walking quickly along his back wall. His expression turned solemn. He appeared to be concerned or concentrating. And then uh, Jody asks, where are we going? I called and he didn't seem to hear. And then Mark's like, what's what's going on? Because they keep walking. They're walking around the barn. Right. Yes, they're, and they're doing finally, laps. Finally, Jody says, Stanley, we're going around in circles. To which he's like, yeah, we got to circle the barn three times. And then, she, and then she goes, why? And he says, it'll bring us good luck in our fishing. It's in the book. Everything's in the book. So that's important. That's interesting, right? Right? Yeah, I would love to know about this book. You, now, now, listen, listen. In literary terms, we like to call this a softball. <laughs> because it's really easy to see what needs to happen in right? order for this to pay off. Yeah. This is real simple. Like you got right up to the doorstep, RL. Why did you? Why did you ring the bell? Yeah, ring the bell. Ring the bell. So here's here's what happens. Page thirty seven. The three of us wade into the shower creek. Uh, yeah, I'll catch something. Uh, Mark says I'll Chlamydia. catch pneumonia. Chlamydia. He <laughs> set the big. <laughs> Thank you, Danielle. Uh, carrying a pole and high, and he's like, so he's going like, so Mark's going out allegedly under the power of magic, <laughs> um, and they went out without bait, and he thinks he he thinks he gets a bite. This is on page thirty eight. It's a big one, I think. Finally, he gave one really last hard tug, and pulled up a thick clump of green weeds. Hmm. Not a fish. Good one. Now wait a minute. Good one, Mark. You're a big Woo! one. Uh, Mark shot back. <laughs> a big jerk. Uh, and then, and then there's like a pause because this is also like this is still we're the softball is still flying right towards the yep, bat. Yep, still we're almost right there. down the center. Page thirty nine. Uh, I was still picturing the. She's thinking about scarecrows, I guess, because. She has to think about something. <laughs> no TV out here. Yeah, what are you going to think about? I was picturing them when I felt the hand slip around my ankle. It reached up from the water, struck <sighs> my ankle, started to tighten its cold, wet grip around my leg. Now, now, there's a moment before I turn this page when mm-hmm. if you think about what this scene is telling us, mm-hmm. the, 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 the shorthand of this of this little story thus far, we would th- we would think, what do we think she's gonna see when she looks down at her leg? What we should what we should see here, because what's happening is she is conflating this supernatural thing with this very mundane thing. Because she's an idiot. Because well, because she's because she's doubtful. Now, <laughs> if if this if this book was planning on hitting a home run. She would look down and instead of seeing anything else, she would see just a gigantic fish that just wouldn't leave her alone. Oh, catch me, catch me, catch me. Exactly. Catch me, catch me. And then she would pick that up and be like, the fuck? And everyone would be like super excited and she would be like, why the fuck did that happen? Because it doesn't make any it sense. It would make the magic real. That it would make the magic real. Yes. It would be deeply unsettling, right? I think, in a genuine way. They would look at Stanley differently at that point. They'd be like, they would, "Well, she, she for sure would." Yeah. He, uh, Mark would be like, "Oh, the, Mark would even be better then because he'd be like, oh, cool, a fish, not a big deal.' And he can still be kind of like checked out of this whole adventure. He'd be like, "Oh, we can go back now. We don't have to be out yeah, here." Yeah, because we got we got a fish. That would be great. Yeah, and then and then that would justify why she left the river. Um, instead, what we get is, I screamed and kicked the hand away. <laughs> That wasn't there. 
No, oh, wait, it's not my, hand or straw. My, my feet oh. slipped on uh, smooth rocks. My hand shot as I tumbled. Oh, the scarecrow hung on. And then I saw it. A clump of green weeds had wrapped around my ankle. Oh, bitch. Nope, that, that fish turned into some weeds. Damn no it. No scarecrow, only weeds. All, like, let's, let's, let's rank the thing. Let's rank the things that could have grabbed Jody's leg in sort of a tier list. S tier. Yeah. Fish. Fish. Yeah. Because fish is subtle. It's yes. interesting. It changes the way we think about the story. Fish is S tier. B tier is Scarecrow. Right. That's the Five Nights at Freddy's. That's your standard, like, we could see that coming. That, that's going to open up a whole can of worms. It's going to be a hard follow up if yes. there was a Scarecrow. That's the Blumhouse film turn <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. That's that. Yes. Weeds is D to F tier. That's nothing. That is the tier of it's time for dinner and I want to finish this chapter. Uh, and then like, what's is F the lowest you go? Probably. I would say bottom F tier, it sticks. Oh, sticks. God. <laughs> sticks is the bottom tier. I well, no, actually, I'll put sticks at maybe like C tier. Not quite as good as a scarecrow. Definitely not as good as fish. But but definitely better than weeds. If it was sticks, if it was sticks, it would have lent credence to her being like sticks is fucking with us. So the end of this, the end of this book is um, Jody for whatever reason. Vendetta. Vendetta. She thinks she wants to scare. She wants to scare Sticks. She thinks Sticks is the mastermind of why. She thinks the- Sticks has just been fucking with them, and and. Stick seems to think that the some of the scarecrows are still alive. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> just for no reason, really. No, just, it just like they just did, all didn't go to sleep because they were they were tired. Like like his dad did a bad job with turning the spell off, which seems unlikely, right? It seems like it's an all or nothing thing. So so context for that is Stanley woke him up a week ago. Everyone freaked out. He turned them off, but not all of them. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Who knows? Some of them are still kind of like twitching. Yeah, they're, but, they're, there's a little sass in that saddle. But at no point up until the end do you actually see a scarecrow do anything. Absolutely not. Except, and when it does do something, it's not impressive yeah. at all. Yeah. So what happens is on the end of page 98, this is where Styx is like, listen, this is the plot. He's kind <laughs> here's, of says, here's the story. <laughs> Everyone then, buckle up. And then Styx goes, um, there's only one problem, Styx says. What's that, I ask? And this is where he's like, you found out. That would have been scary. Right? And then just turns on her with a gun. I haven't, I haven't told dad yet, but his voice chilled off. But what? I demand eagerly. Some of the scarecrows are still alive. Some of them never went back to sleep. And the reason why that's interesting, I would I would hope, is well then maybe Jody's gaslighting adventure, maybe it wasn't so wild. But then what we get is just fucking more of the mm-hmm. same. <laughs> because the door swings open and Stanley's there, and he was like, Oh, what? <laughs> Scarecrow. Scarecrow, I don't know her. Oh, no, it walks. The scarecrow walks and Sticks is like, no. And then Stan's like, I know what I'll do. <laughs> <laughs> I got an let me, idea. Let me pour some fucking f- fucking gasoline on Let's this fire. light this puppy. So, so, but, but what's important to recognize here is when this is happening, Jody has set up for a big epic goof on Sticks because 
Mark is hiding in the field, pretending to be a scarecrow so he school his scare sticks, who does actually think that scarecrows can walk around, so it might actually work. Yeah. But Stanley thinks the scarecrows are still alive. Oh, no, I got to go put them to sleep, which is what a hero might do. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, I didn't um, do the job proper. I got to yeah, go back. I'm, tr- I gotta fi- I'm here to finish the fight, Master <laughs> He went yeah. the other direction with it. <laughs> and so, because he wasn't trying to bring him to life. He was trying to put him to bed. And he goes and he does this, and, and they almost convince him not to. And then, and then, then Mark comes walking out like, hey... This is page 24. Where where are you guys been? <laughs> and then Sticks is like, ah, shit. <laughs> Nuts. Ah, beans. God. Um, page 103. Stanley's voice, high and excited, rose up from somewhere nearby. Mark and I both froze as we listened to the strange words he was chanting. Um, without answering, I headed in the direction of Stanley's voice. It was easy to follow him. The, there was a chanting of strange words at the top of his lungs. Where was Sticks? I wondered. Um, why hadn't Sticks been able to stop his father? Eh. Mm-hmm. Stop him. Cause uh, mm. yeah. I pushed feverly through the toss. Like, did Jody, are you really in a position to blame anybody for the, anyway, um, <laughs> in a small clearing, I found Stanley and sticks page one Oh four. They were standing in front of two scarecrows on poles. Stanley held the book close to his face as he chanted, moving his finger over the words. So he's, he's reading by pointing his finger to the words. I do that. Um, and then suddenly the scarecrows came to life. All of them. They all came to life. Yep. Because He's, because the logic of spell is, if it's off when you cast it, it turns it on. I guess. Point is stupid. Point is point is stupid. Stupid. Point is stupid. And then he sneezes. No, 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 no. Jody sneezes. <laughs> the whole book. It see. It seeds. It seeds this thing. Yes, yeah, seeds it. Get it. <laughs> Allergies. This is how this is how she will cleverly not save the day. Yep. Mark was so startled by my sudden loud sneeze, and he let out a shirt cry and jumped away. And then all the scarecrows stopped and jumped back. Makes no sense. And then they go, Mark, raise your right hand. And then he does that. Mark's dressed up as a scarecrow still, by the way. Mark, way. they're imitating you because first he was going to be a goof. And then Mark raised both hands, the scarecrows. And then and, and they then, all started doing the thriller dance. And they all do the thriller dance. That's what I then, thought in my head was going to happen. Right? Me too. And then he goes, how do I make them go back to being scarecrows? And then Sticks is like, go find the right chant. And then she goes, pull your hat off. <laughs> yeah, and she's he's like, like, all right. Um, he pulls the head off. The scarecrows all pull their heads off. And that would have been great because, because that would have been a good, that would have been a good moment just like to bring home the themes yeah. of like, Stupid. She's not trying to find a logical solution to this anymore. She's just like, fuck it. Let's run with it. Let's, let's do the weird, it. let's do the bonkers thing. Let's let's improv a little bit, you know? Shit. Yeah. And then Styx comes back and sets them all on fire and the book ends. And it's like you could have done that the whole fucking time. You could have done that at any time. And and here's <laughs> so scarecrows. What as, are they? So monsters it, it, as a concept for a monster. Uh-huh. They can be frightening if done correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen an episode of Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. These ones, there was no real physical threat aside from them just, like, I guess, suffocating you. Yeah, because I don't think R.L. Stein understands what is scary about a scarecrow is not the fact that it's made of straw. <laughs> they really <laughs> rely on this. Maybe he has some sort of weird phobia. 
Maybe he has a straw phobia. Maybe he has a straw phobia. You got to think about textures. Oh, he really doesn't like those prickly. Scratchier. Yeah. But it's just as far as like throughout the entire story, it's like Scarecrow, Scarecrow's supposed to be. They don't paint them out to be creepy that often because they don't interact with them in a way that's scary. Even at the end, Jody takes the hat off of one to give to Mark and she's like, hello, Mr. Scarecrow. Let me take your hat real quick. There's no like. As far as a villain, and I don't quite understand how they got surrounded by the scarecrows who were walking. There's just a fucking lot of them. They let these fucking, like, carpet people crawl into a slow circle around them. Yeah. they Come on, man. And and then Stig sets them on fire, which if he, if Scarecrow's, look, all, all, all nitpicking aside, the, the story didn't have to happen. What if somebody nitpicking? Just, we were pointing out <laughs> severe plot holes that destroyed the theme. If, if they had just taken the book away from Stanley after the first incursion of Scarecrow's, <laughs> then no problem, right? Yeah. Or second option, Stanley won't give you the book, Goose set all the scarecrows on fire. Right? I don't know. They're pretty flammable. Yeah. They're made of straw and old clothes. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's almost nothing more flammable than yeah. that. There is yeah. nothing scary about straw stuffed in old clothes that no. can't do anything to you. They didn't have teeth or mouths or knives. They didn't. These scarecrows weren't packing. They they did. They did say that the straw smelled like rot. And I was like, that's a really nice detail that, that I wish I could have care been, about. That yeah. could have been now, gross. That was gross a little bit. But it was also just like. But it's like they don't have they don't have a shiv. They don't have a fucking steel-toed boot. They don't, they don't have, have a shit. digestive system. Nope. They, don't they have, can't eat you. They, they can't. don't have lymph nodes. I was Because at the beginning, you're thinking scarecrows. Are, are they going to turn people into scarecrows? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, because that would be scary. I was like, oh, did Grandma and Grandpa, are these actual scarecrows that came to life? And yeah. Grandma and Grandpa are really out in the field hanging out as scarecrows. Because that would be scary. There's no real danger from the scarecrows, aside from they're just a bunch of them. And I guess they want hugs. And the thing that I think is kind of important to the theme of the book, at the end of chapter 26, uh, they're talking about this is same same scene. Stanley's screaming at the scarecrows and the scarecrows lurched slowly, steadily forward. Stop! Stanley shrieked in a high, frightened voice. I brought you to life. You are mine. Mine. I command you. I command you to stop. And they're like, bitch, what? And they just give him the middle finger. But I think the important part there is just like all of these people in this book, are like the, there's just this constant attempt to control like one party or the other. And I think that there's like at a very basic ass level, it's like, yeah, because a kid would relate to this because, you know, parents who want their kids to like be just like them or to act the way that the parents think they should act like that's they could they could relate to the idea of like yeah it would be nice to turn the tables on him wouldn't it but more than that i think it's just like a really interesting reflection of hierarchies in society and binaries what's interesting about it Okay, so we've got like city versus country for one. And mm-hmm. there's always that struggle for like what 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 counts as knowledge, what counts as um, respectable in these two different settings. And there's constantly a, like city country trying to one up each other. Like that's a very standard dichotomy that we see a lot. We've also got uh, old versus young. We've also got straw versus skins. 
<laughs> that old basketball court <laughs> set up. All right, we're going to play a pickup game. Straws versus skins. Straws versus skins. Oh, straws versus skins. Okay, yeah, I got you there. And we got intellectuals versus allegedly non-intellectual. We've, We've got, got flammable magic. and we got fire. We got fires we, we versus flammable. We got hot. We got we got we got Coke. We got Pepsi. <laughs> oh, There's sorry, a no, lot of sorry, we're out of Coke. Two actually. things that fight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's everything. We got Ruffles and Blaze. <laughs> yeah. We got Pib and Dr. Pepper. We got Cool Ranch and we got Nacho Cheese. We got Millennials versus Zoomers. There was a lot of there was a lot of fun stuff you could have done with this, and you didn't do any of it. Very little Sucks. actual. It's there's more not real Scarecrow sightings than there are actual Scarecrow sightings in this book. Maybe he was going through like maybe this is his blue period. <laughs> You know, where like there really isn't a monster until the last second when maybe there is. This was like, this was his, maybe man is the true monster phase. Yeah. Oh, maybe Soylent Green's people, huh? Oh, Soylent Green's people. Hey, may, hey, maybe we're the walking dead. Maybe uh, Attica. <laughs> That's a thing too. Yeah. That's a reference. To, to maybe to, to close out our, our, our... I want to close out. Oh, damn. Fight. I got a thing to close out with. Fight. All right. Fight to the okay. death. What do you have, Jeff? I was Is just... It farm I, superstitions? No, I just wanted to speak about the actual last thing that happens. Ah. Well, let's, the, let's, final, the, final, uh, the final passage, you not, mean? I don't, want, I don't want to say the final passage. I just want to give... An, I just want to kind of like... <laughs> oh, the nonsense. The nonsense. Yeah, let's give mm. a nod to the nonsense. So, uh, so, the, so the book ends when... They burn the scarecrows. Uh, Styx is a hero, and he just sets them on fire. Could have done that earlier. Could have done that a long time Could have done that but the, before the kids even got there. Yeah, could have done that, honestly, book. during the first attack. Yep. When they came alive last week. What if they What if they had come and the entire farm was burned down and no one talked about why? Yeah, right? We can't keep, we can't keep doing this. Please go on, Jeff. It's literally the next day. Everyone's... No, no worry about this. Everything's copacetic. Oh yeah, they're totally chill with it. S Stanley's still reading that motherfucking book because they don't take it from him. They don't take it from him. They don't even. They're not. No even one like, learned a lesson. Nope. Nope. And earlier in the book, they make sure to point out in the house that there is a giant stuffed bear that Grandpa Kurt killed. Yes, a taxidermied murdered bear. So early on, they just, as a side like thing, they're just like, oh, there's this big creepy bear. And it's like, it looks like a, a classic taxidermy bear with standing up on its hind legs. Yeah, where it's, it's like, like I'm a bear. I'm a bear. And it's just, it's just Jody in the house. And, uh, and Stanley's over there still reading that book saying, I'm not going to raise no scarecrows no more. But unfortunately, what does he bring to life? I don't know, Jeff. Bear? That old bear, which is, is hungry and looking down at Jody like a snack. And then the book and then And then she goes, Stan, are you still reading that dang old book? <laughs> That's right, Stan. Stan! And then, and then this ends. And then it ends with, assumedly, uh -huh. there's no dying. other way this could go. Her head gets bitten off. She's she, dead. She, she <laughs> dies. dies. She's absolutely she dead. That's why dead. the narrative stops, because there's no more narrator. Grandma and Grandpa went to town. No, they're, they're oh. taking their nap. And their bear went to town, too. On Jody. Sticks went to, to town. Mark's uh Mark's on the front porch reading comics. Yep. yep. And and the, the cat's in the cradle with a silver spoon. The oh, Dad, how could you? Yeah. So no one learned anything? No one learned a fucking thing. But we're about to learn something right now. 
Oh, I'm on farms.com. <laughs> 13 Food and Agricultural Superstitions by Diego Flamini. Is it about scarecrows? Girls should place an egg in front of an indoor fire on a stormy night. Wow. As the, as, the rain, as the rain picks up and the wind gets stronger, the man the girls has to marry will come through the door to pick up the egg. <gasps> you, can, you, can, you can tempt your, your bow to be with a, with a burning egg. That's right. Is, is, it, is it a metaphor or is it? <laughs> yes. Is it a metaphor for childbirth? Mentioning some animals while on a boat is a bad idea. Which animals? Oh, Cats. If you mention pigs, say curly tail. If you're talking about rabbits, say bobtail. And what? if you talk about rabbits directly, the devil will disguise himself as one. Oh, my God. Also, having bananas on board on a fishing trip is bad luck. Because you know what? spiders live in them. I'm sorry. Jody, you're right. Them country folks. Them country folks. <laughs> dumb. They're real stupid. It's bad luck to move cattle without cursing at them. You motherfuckers, move, you piece of shit. That's just an abusive person who wrote the book trying to like, to be <laughs> trying to like talk away their like bad habits. Yeah, right. It's like the kids are like, why do you always curse at the cows? It's bad it's luck. It's the only way they move. If you want to survive a ship sinking, get a tattoo of a chicken or a pig on your feet. Okay, but I thought you couldn't even talk about pigs on boats. A bobtail, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. A curly tail. If you have a fucking picture, that's like summoning it. Plants of darkness. Root crops such as carrots, meats, potatoes should be planted in the dark of the moon. <gasps> mm, I like that one. That one's that If one's electric wires cool. hum, there'll be a lightning storm. A white ring around <laughs> the moon means rain or snow. A dream told before breakfast will come true. <laughs> to cure a sty, touch it with the tip of a black cat's tail. Yeah, Emma. <laughs> God. If your <laughs> if your wife can't get pregnant, spank her with a split shingle. That's how that's that's how kink starts. That is how that is how spanking became rain, rain before seven. Hot. Quit by eleven. <laughs> I like the ones that rhyme. I do too. Well, you'll like this, Jeff. Your corn should be knee high by the fourth of July. Hey, or else you'll die. What if I'm real short though? Then, then you are not sly. Then I. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is a this is a superstition I'm about to read. If a girl burns the cornbread, it means her sweetheart will be angry with her, assumedly because he can't have cornbread now, and he was promised it. Yeah, because she burned the fucking cornbread. I'm mad. We all wanted cornbread. A pan of kerosene under the bed cures rheumatism. Oh, well, that's got to be a good idea. Can't smoke in bed anymore. I can't imagine anything wrong with that. I can either smoke in bed or not have rheumatism. What's yes, it going to be? Yes, what's it going to be? It's not If a girl rheumatism. catches a butterfly and bites its head off, she'll get a new dress of the same color, mostly because she's being scary. <laughs> yeah, because I would be fuck? like, okay, bitch, you can have, you want my dress? You want me to take it off? Yeah, yeah I know. I'd be like, I'll get you anything I'll, you fucking want, you any want. dress Just of any color. It's fine. Head butterfly. Stop eating butterflies. God. So this book, Potential. I'd say they should call this just book a full of potential. A book of potential. Yeah. By R.L. Yeah. Stein. <laughs> a book of a million and one stories that you could think up from this book that I didn't <laughs> flesh out. 1001 Almost Tales by R.L. Stein. <laughs> it's the multiverse of R.L. Stein. You think of all the different paths that the story could take. R.L. Stein's 
what if? Yeah. <laughs> it is like a choose your own adventure, but he didn't write any of the choose your own adventure stuff in the book. It's just in your imagination. Thank you to the band Dog Party for the use of our theme song, Bad Dream, off of the album Hit and Run. It's a wonderful song by a wonderful band. You can check them out at dogpartylive.com and dogparty.bandcamp.com. Geese Bumps is one piece of comedy content from the Mom Hat Comedy Crew. You can check out all the cool stuff we do at mom-hat.com. That's mom, a hyphen, hat.com. Uh, the, what else do I typically say here? The next episode of the show, it's supposed to be out next week. I think it's supposed to be a mini bump. It would no, be the we're, 25th. We're nixing mini bumps for now. Yeah, we're we're nixing mini, mini bumps for now. Little yeah. mini break. Mini. So the next episode is going to be out September 1st. Yeah. It's almost, I think that's a year. That'll uh, be a year for us. Wow, damn. We should do a special book we for September should. 1st. We should. Yeah. Let's not choose exactly what it is right now no. on a whim. Let's not. Get <laughs> fucked. <laughs> uh, if you would like to support the show, Danielle will tell you how. Danielle, take it away. Uh, well, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Nope. Instagram and Twitter at geesebumps underscore pod. Incidentally, also Facebook. We don't go no on Facebook because no one polices that people should be getting vaccinated and wear masks. But we do have a page. Jeff made it. We don't look at it. So yeah, we don't. You could go ahead and have all the fun you want. We're not going to see it. You can apply that sentence to most of the things that I do. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or you can email us at geesebumpspod, all one word, at gmail.com. Or... Have you guys ever um, gone boogie boarding? No. No. That's on the water, yeah? Yeah, that's where you take a boogie board in the ocean mm -hmm. and you and you ride the waves, but like like laying down because okay. you could because you don't know how to surf. I don't want to stand up. Gotcha. Uh, yes. I don't want to stand up. That's why I'm choosing to boogie board. Not because I can't surf. Uh, one time I was out on this beach, like I was out in the ocean boogie boarding all by my lonesome. And some motherfucker had been left in charge of watching, watching me. Uh, and some motherfucker, I mean, some random friend of a cousin's friend of a mother of a dog somewhere. A and stranger. Yes. But basically a complete stranger. And I noticed that I was getting carried out to sea by the riptide. You may have heard of it. But... I also remembered what to do if you get caught in a riptide. What do you do if you get caught in the riptide? You die. <laughs> anyway, leave us a review. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a five-star review if you would, and uh, maybe maybe save a boogie boarder, you know? And um, we really appreciate it, and it helps us. And uh, What was the point of any of that? <laughs> Sorry, Joe. We're going to get the five-star <laughs> reviews. Yeah. How else do Okay, we get... you know what? Aston answered, I guess. Yeah. Also, boogie board safety in the ocean. Exactly. And also, kids, don't get caught in riptides. Right. Don't get caught in riptides. Uh, I guess then, Danielle, the only thing that is left to do is for you to read that final passage. Oh, boy. I, I cannot wait because it's so stupid. All right. It felt good to have a quiet afternoon, to be all alone, to think about what had happened. All alone, the only one in the room, the only one to hear Stanley's low mumbling as he read the book, the only one to see the gigantic stuffed brown bear blink its eyes, the only one to see the bear lick its lips, step off its platform, and do a boogie, and then snarl and paw the air with its enormous claws after a little flossing.
the only one to hear its stomach growl as it stared down at me, despite the fact that it didn't have a stomach because it was a taxidermied animal. The only one to see the hungry look on its face as it magically came out of its lung hibernation. Uh, they taught you the wrong thing about what hibernation is, girl. Uh, Jody doesn't understand hibernation. Hashtag 2019. A lot of interjections yeah, just, just in this final book, passage. finish the book, Danielle. I don't appreciate <laughs> your tone. Ever, please make I don't know if I will. Stanley, I called in a tiny high voice. Stanley, what chapter have you been reading? You naughty Nancy. <sighs> My name is Jojo. I have a PhD. My name is Danielle. I have to have an assortment of letters. My name is Jeff, and I <gasps> i think I have a superstition. Oh, what is uh, it? R.L. Stein books. This has been Geesebumps, a Did You Mean Goosebumps podcast. And until next time, if the wind spreads a chicken's tail feathers, it's going to rain. Just like somebody I used to know.